Because as we talked earlier, your purpose is far beyond you. Misty mentioned it. It's far beyond you. It exceeds who you are because it has such a greater impact in the world. And when you recognize that your purpose is going to impact others, then you walk in that why differently. You recognize the difference between need and want, and then you move forward. Hello, and thank you for joining the Made to Inspire podcast. This is the podcast for dreamers, entrepreneurs, and business owners who want to go to that next level in your life with Kimberly Smith Austin and Misty Garrigan. Each week, we will bring you tips, tools, and tactics that will inspire you to take action. Hey, 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 this is Kimberly Smith Austin, and I don't welcome you back to another episode of the Made to Inspire podcast. I am here today with my awesome and amazing co-host, Misty Kerrigan. Hey, Misty. Hey, Kimberly. How are you today? Super fantastic. Misty, I am fired up. I just came from a conference and you know what? There was nothing but motion all throughout the weekend filled with powerful nuggets and I am on 10. I'm super excited and ready to share with our audience some of the things that I learned, but something that we have in our hearts to share with each and every one of them. Oh, I'm so excited. Just coming off of last week with Monique and her ability to utilize an entrepreneurial mind in a role she has in a company while still building her own brand. It's very exciting and connecting all the work that she does in the community and the boards and the volunteering. What a, what an amazing connection that she's made to the whole entrepreneur slash brand yourself and be of impact, be of service. Absolutely. That's the name of the game. You know, nothing else matters, I believe, until you serve others. We, you know, we know that we can do stuff for ourselves, but those that are most successful are there because they have a hand out, not a handout for receiving, but a handout to give. I know one of my favorite books is by Bob Berg. It's called The Go-Giver. And he gives so many, yes, The Go-Giver. He gives so many examples and he, it's such a rich book about storytelling, but he's talking about how giving will take you to places you never thought possible. Zig Ziglar talks about it in one of his quotes, you know, the giving to others and how it just brings us to a new place in our life. And so today we're excited because we're going to be giving you some nuggets, <laughs> some nuggets that'll help you on your journey. You know, last week we are, as, as Misty mentioned, just so many things about entrepreneurship that making the shift coming from the differences, the mindset. This week, we're going to talk a little bit about what's the center point. What is the foundation? And we haven't really talked about this before. Today, we're going to start by talking about the why. Mm. Why did you even decide to do this? What's driving you? What's that force behind it? And once you identify that, we want to be able to give you some tools so that you take that why, that fire, and you run. And you run. I just saw a little preview from Forrest Gump, and I've never seen the whole movie. And he just runs and runs. And I want you all to be able to run. So Misty, let's kick it off. I bet you've never seen the whole movie because you probably fell asleep to it. Of course, of course, of course. (laughs) (laughs) I cannot stay awake as much as I try. Every now and then I can get a full movie, but I usually will still sneak a two minute nap in, but I'm still trying. I'm still trying. (laughs) 
So we were talking about the why, and I know there's he has lots of books, Simon Simon Seeker, you know, like find your why, have your why. And what we want to do today is a lot of people have a baby why, but really take that why, put some time into it, and make it a big why. Uh, Bill Walsh always says, "Is your story is too big to play small? Mm. Your story is too big to play small." And I like to extend that to the impact, your impact on others and yourself and your family and life is too important to play small. Mm-hmm. That we, um, we all have this divine sort of uh, blueprint and gifts. And when we align those with purpose and passion, get out of the way. People, like you said, on fire, but it really, you, you weave it all back in it and it starts with that why. And I truly believe one of the most important things about having an entrepreneur mind is moving from a level of accountability outside yourself mm-hmm. and having that self-accountability. And when we first started working together and you really had that confusion on, I don't understand because <laughs> your self-accountability was so strong. You're like, other people just don't have that. But the funny part was, is you've been an entrepreneur for 20 plus years. Yeah. So just having that, that if, if that's not your engine, the doing things that you say you're going to do that you do, the whole operation is not going to work because it's you in that first beginning, that foundation of it is your word. The things you say you're going to do, are you doing them? That's it. You know, that's so good. And and I can't wait because we're going to delve into that self-accountability, but let's kickstart with that. Why Misty, you said the why has to be deep. It can't be the baby. Why it has to be the big why. Cause what happens is the baby why gets eaten up by the sharks you know, life is happening. Those sharks are going to happen. Challenges, setbacks are going to take you out. And before you know it, you're not motivated. You're not inspired. You're not moving forward because that little thing that you thought was your why really wasn't your why. I always tell people when I'm doing strategy sessions with organizations or individuals, one of the things I ask them, what is your why? What is that driving factor? And here's what I find. So many people come with a I'm going to use the word substandard why. And as a result of that, I always lead with some questions that many will call NLP or neuro linguistic programming, but why? Because I want to, but why? Because I need to, but why? And delving down and really chunking that thing down to get to the core of why are you doing something? I believe that your why has to be so intense that it makes you cry. It makes you cry. This morning, I was typing to one of my business partners in Maryland about a goal that I have, a why that I have. And as I was typing, all of a sudden tears start coming down my eyes. That's when you know you're getting to the crux of it. You know that if that why doesn't happen, your life is forever changed. And that's why we have to really delve down into it. Money isn't always enough. And I'll tell you that money isn't always enough. Now, maybe if you're living on a street and and your family's on the street and you don't have financial means, that changes it. But if you're doing okay and you go, oh, so I can make a million dollars so I can buy a new house or buy a new car, it has to be so much more than that because that is not enough fire to keep that engine going. Because at some point you're going to get that. You're going to achieve that if you keep pressing forward and toward that thing in which you want to go. So think about that why. You said I don't some, really think about it. Substandard why. 
a substandard why I love that. It, and it, I thought of the word superficial. Yes. Because you, you think that's what it is. And maybe because you're influenced by those around you, parents, friends, colleagues, TV, books, right? We, we all fall kind of prey to influence sometimes. And it might get confusing on what's really meant for us. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the Isaacs and Ishmaels, right? What's God's blessing and the thing that the plan and what's a, a, a substandard that it's okay and it'll be great, but it won't be good or it'll be good, but it'll be great. Like what's that amazing sort of why Yeah, that, that gets you up in the morning yeah. that you lay awake, super excited, um, can't fall asleep a little bit, not out of stress or anxiety, but just pure excitement when yeah. you're in flow with your why. You know, I, I have a friend that I grew up with um, in Chicago. He's obviously an adult like me today, but I remember talking to him a few years ago. His name is Jim and Jim was sharing with me. He's a medical doctor, has done very well in his life. And he shared with me a lot of regret. And I'll tell you, the regret came from the position of he became a medical doctor because his family, his mother, his father, and his siblings told him that that is what he should be. But he finally came to a point in his life in his 40s that he realized that's not my why. That's not what I want to do or who I wanted to become. I did it to fall in line with the expectation. Mm. Jim walked away from medical doctor making $750,000 a year in his practice and doing some consulting with other practices. And now he is living the life that his heart desires. And he says to me, you know what? I don't make as much money as I used to, but my heart is filled up in a way that that money couldn't ever buy. So kudos to you, Jim, for stepping out (laughs) and really identifying that thing for you because that's what's going to make us. That's what's going to take us to that next place in our life, in our business, and of course, in our health. Mm, I think you just nailed a, a crazy component is if you're not in flow and you don't have a big why, it starts to affect you. You know when you're not in and you don't have it, right? You get like those aches and pains or stress and then stress manifests into physical things. So the why is certainly more important than money. That's right. So we challenge you to really think about it. And if you write something down that's substandard or superficial, delve down and say, but why? And then write down again, but why? And but why? When you get to the but why that causes you to have tears or to get really super emotional, there you have it. You nailed it. That's what it is. What did you write to this lady? (laughs) That's what it is, right? So Misty, we talked a little bit about the why and, and, you know, our dialogue before the show was a little bit about the why we talked about self-accountability and I want to get into that a little bit because when you have identified the why there's actions and steps that you need to take to help you reach that goal of being the entrepreneur, being the best doctor in the Southern California area, whatever that is, but it's going to be built around this foundation of, are you doing the things that you say you want to do, but more importantly, that you need to do. See, there's a difference between want and need, right? Want is that fancy dancy, oh, I want it. But need is saying, I have to have this thing. And I think there's a thing, you know, you think about financials in the household, my teenage son, he says, mom, I need this. And I go, well, let's talk about that. And my goal is to really identify if there's a need or a want. Most times it's a want. 
It's most times it's a want. But then when you identify that need, because as we talked earlier, your purpose is far beyond you. Mitch, Misty mentioned it. It's far beyond you. It exceeds who you are because it has such a greater impact in the world. And when you recognize that your purpose is going to impact others, then you walk in that why differently. You recognize the difference between need and want, and then you move forward. So recognizing what is that need that you have, and when you do, you become accountable to it. Not interested, but accountable to it. This, right, Misty? You always say, are you interested or committed? That's right. And what is interested? What is that all about? Dabbling. Dabbling. Oh. It sounds nice, it. but I have time for it. Right. Doing it when it's convenient. Oh, it's something. But when you talk about committed, what's that? Um, obsessed in a way that it's just becomes a part of who you are. That's it. I remember, remember reading a book called Obsessed. And that's what he talked about in that book, being obsessed with it, where you think about it day and night and, and you, you know, it drives you to do certain things and move. And if you look at some of these millionaires, quadrillion famous, popular people in the world, these folks were obsessed with this thing. I was listening to Jim Rohn. I was listening to Zig Ziglar and they get obsessed with things so much so that they, it drives them to keep moving forward. Mm. Well, you know, the thing is the things we believe to be true, we create. So if you believe that your why is bigger than you, you're going to start to shift internally, even subconsciously. But a lot of things I think when we're switching from employee to entrepreneur is that confidence level or that value level of self. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we see it all the time with the like, oh, well, you know, I don't want too much or I could possibly never do that or I'm not good enough. But it, and it's all those things. I think it's like tests. Normally, when you tell the world you want something, mm-hmm. it'll test you probably within that week. Well, you said you wanted it. Let's see how bad you want it. And it's just like, oh, that should be celebrated. Here's the test from universe, from God, from wherever it is. Is I said I wanted something. I'm going to be tested on it and to then move forth in it. Right, right. You know, you, you said something that was interesting. I think about people, not just entrepreneurs, but sometimes people, we settle for less. We settle for less. And you know why? Because it's easy. It's convenient. It is, you know, it's just something that we can do without a question, without a doubt. But reality is, and there's something with being content. I believe to be content in all things that we have. The Bible talks about that, being content. I can do good. I can do bad with what I have. But there's something about recognizing when you have talents, gifts, and abilities that can not only impact you, but impact the world being content, you're not making the impact. You're not using the gifts or talents that were given to you because you're sitting saying, oh, I can settle for that. But when you've been infused, you know, think about water that's infused with flavor. When you've been infused with something and you say, oh, I'll just settle for that. You're cheating yourself and you're cheating all the people that are waiting for your story. They're waiting for your testimony. And they can't go any further until you step out into your greatness. You know, what always inspires me is, uh, I'm going to say his last name wrong, but Nicholas James um, Vujeki, no arms, no legs, uh, multi-million dollar speaker with a beautiful wife and tons of kids. And he goes out and he does everything that people told him that he couldn't do. 
mm. including living the, the life of his dreams. And he said something so sad. He said at nine years old, he contemplated suicide mm. because he didn't have purpose. He didn't have passion. He didn't connect. He's like, well, why me? No arms, no legs. I can imagine that. And to take, what do I have? Who am I? And he has this beautiful quote. And he said, I thought I would never get a wife because how could I hold her hand? Mm. But then I realized I'll hold her heart. That's fire right there. So it, it really is that like for, for us too, right? As we, I think and there's doubt. That's part of how the brain is, is organized is the doubt. But it's really getting, like you said, past that superficial, past that substandard and really bearing in. And his whole thing, and he, he talks to school children That's and it. motivates and inspires them. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's so good because you, you go back to the why why I, I think the why why was i created that's another question Ooh, you know when whole other show. About <laughs> why was i created recognizing your why for what's driving you to go for it looking at why you were created which goes to purpose and passion but then taking that coupling it with that self-accountability you know accountability we talk about this all the time accountability starts with you my friends it is not someone else's responsibility to hold you accountable to the things that you know you need to do to the things you know you were created to do. That's no one's responsibility, but your own, number one. So when you recognize that, being able to walk and move forward in that, because I always say no one can hold me accountable to something until I hold myself accountable. So I believe it's important to surround yourself with good people who are then going to help you uh, get on that pedestal that you've created for yourself based on your accountability. Because if Misty says, Kimberly, do this, and I have not committed in my heart of hearts to do it, guess what's not going to happen? That thing. And we need others. We live in a society, we were built for community. We were not built for the one man operation. We're built for community. Oh, man's an island. That's it. So when you say, hey, I am going to hold myself accountable to the things that I said I'm going to do and the things I need to do to help me get to that next place, get ready. Put your seatbelt on, lace up those shoes, and let's get ready to run. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> if my back didn't hurt, I would jump up. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So when you think about that, you know, and, and I think one of the key points we talked about also, when you think about self-accountability, you can't blame other people for what you did or did not do. You hear the word self, <laughs> self, and that's the key part. I want you to think about that and think about, are you holding yourself accountable to the things you said you're going to do? And if not, guess what? I could say, let me tell you what I could say, shame on you. But oh. instead, I'm going to say, it's a new day. Today is a new day to take the shame, the blame away from what you didn't do and walk forth in and say, hey, tomorrow I will. And then hold yourself true to it. I was telling someone, I was just in Utah this weekend and a young lady who's been telling me for years she wanted to get in shape, years. And you know, at first I entertained her greatly. And then at some point I was like, yeah, let me know when you're ready. So we're <laughs> at Utah and we're, I told her, let's go run to the Capitol. And if you're coming from downtown Utah, going to the Capitol is a straight hill, nothing but hill. And as she is going, she decides she's going to walk. I said, mm -mm, no walking. Here's what I need you to do. I need you to pedal. 
small steps, just get up that hill. And I said, my philosophy is it's okay to slow down. Just don't stop. It's okay. You can slow down, take it slow because that's life. And when you're an entrepreneur, an employee coming from the world um, of working for someone else and shifting to becoming an entrepreneur, you've got to take slow, baby, intentional steps to help you get there. And the key is slow down, but don't stop. Keep making, building that momentum and holding yourself accountable to the things you said you're going to and get in the community, get an accountability group, get in the mastermind, join a chamber, somebody who's going to lock arms with you and say, let's go. Shame on you. <laughs> so it's just reconnecting. If you don't do something, reconnecting to it is going to help. So say you made a commitment and you didn't fall through with it. And then it's really looking at, well, why didn't I do it? Well, when I made it, I really knew I wasn't going to do it. That's lying. Mm. So then it's, that goes back into say your no's. Don't say yes when you mean no. Mm. Now, another way to reconnect to something is when you get to this level of I am my word, you don't give it lightly because when you do give it, that's the commitment. That's right. And I was um, listening to a book and it talked about this guy and he was getting a, um, he was going to do like a multi-million dollar deal. And they called and they said, uh, oh, the, the person's here early. They're here an hour early. And he said, um, well, tell them that's amazing. Show them around the company and I'll, and I'll be there at the time of the scheduled meeting. Mm-hmm. He said, I'm getting my haircut today. And they're like, can't you reschedule your haircut like to come meet? And the guy said, uh, no, because my barber depends on my money to feed his family. And I made a commitment to him. I was coming in today. Um, I didn't commit to the time that that gentleman showed up. He's a nice gentleman, but I gave him my word for nine and it's eight and I will be there at nine. And if that upsets him, let him go. Power. Woo! Right? Because your word is your bond to whomever. Right. The barber, the multimillionaire. The, and I love that connection because it wasn't a, oh, I'm sure I could have. But he's like, but I gave my word and I didn't give my word to be there. And I gave there at night and I will be there at night. That's it. That is so powerful because he kept his word to the barber. He kept his commitment to himself. And that yes. goes back about that protected time. Yes, people see a, a haircut as something small, but guess what? Get that haircut. You feel you feel fine and fabulous and amazing. You just up your self-care game up a little bit. So there's so many different lessons in that because he kept his word. He did not disappoint the guy. He didn't cancel on the guy. He said, I'll be there when I said I'll be there. Ooh, fire. That's so good, Misty. Flow. It's living in flow and having your wine. His why is being of service and connection, whether it's the barber or the deal or the impact with his, his employees. But I, you, you kind of vibrate at such a higher energy when you're in excitement and not anxiety or nervousness. That's right. Same sort of thing, different uh, perception to it. That's right. And you know, the truth be told is the other thing that when you first brought it up is someone's lack of planning is not your emergency. Because here's the truth. The guy was honorable in the sense of he was early, but it was early, extreme early. So I'm not going to realign my schedule because you got here an hour early. Use that time, Mr. Early Man, to do something productive. Learn a little bit about the company, read a book, catch up. But me, that's my time because I've scheduled accordingly. So that's, that's fire. That's so fire. I just had to say that again. So now that we've kind of talked a little bit about the why. And we want you to really delve into that. 
and think about how your why drives your accountability, your personal, your self-accountability, because those two things are connected. They're aligned. They go hand in hand. When you recognize who you are, who you were created to be, where you're going, who you want to become, that accountability model, that accountability to yourself is so very important. Use that time to learn from your mistakes. Use that time to look at how do I become a better version of myself? And in the process of doing that, we want to give you some action that we believe is going to help you as you continue shifting, as you continue shaping and building and creating the best version of yourself for your organization. And if you're not building a company, maybe it's for your company as an executive, as an emerging leader. Think about what those things are. So today we got three things, three things that we're going to pop out at you in terms of building some action. Number one, identify the problem that you're solving. You know, as an entrepreneur, I think it's so important that we recognize what is this problem we're solving? You know, if you go back to our book, Millions of Possibilities, taking your ideas from inspiration to monetization, we talk about a five-step prong approach to identifying, and one of them is a problem. What is that problem you're solving with your business, your department, if you're an executive? What is that problem? You have to identify it first because that's going to be the driving force in helping you really uncover that why, get accountable, and move forward. Missy, you want to add to that? It's the, uh, man, I've seen so many entrepreneurs, and I don't care whether it's uh, the ones we've interviewed, uh, one of your, your personal friends who was uh, created their company so that kids wouldn't die with feeding tubes, mm. but really that appropriate cleaning and taking care of it and how passionate he was uh, just for life, but for the company and how many lives it's going to change. And then um, one of the um, clients I'm working with uh, as a, she's a personal trainer that wants to help with trauma. And she just lights up when she thinks about um, the, the women out there that she could serve. Like the problem is that sometimes people get in shape, but they get in shape for the wrong reason. And then they are worse off than when they started getting in shape. They really haven't connected that lifestyle. They just wanted to lose some weight. Right. And it's crazy because um, there's no level. One doesn't make you more honorable than the other, but it's that look in the person's eyes. And there's big problems out there to be solved, but there's uh, bigger passions and reasons why that are going to solve them. So it's really taking that time and, and look at what is it I do and why do I do that? Because that is going to really start to shape that capital Y when you realize this is important who I am and the work I do is important. That's right. And I think you said it well, is the trainer that you're working with, she is dealing with not just getting people in shape. That, that's what she does as a trainer. But the truth is she's trying to get to the root of that trauma and help people heal and repair and become different than they were, releasing the pain from the trauma and really dealing with it. And when you think about that, and I'm sure the testimonies, because I've heard them, when you hear the testimonies, that is cry worthy, cry worthy. When, when hearing people say, you know what I was, but today I am, I am, I am that's power right there. And so when you take a look at the problem that you're solving as an entrepreneur, as an executive, as an emergent leader, take that problem and recognize it goes back to your why it goes back to how you then hold yourself accountable to it. 
because now you have something. You can build steps. You can build processes, solutions, and systems around that one thing. It's That's like a how- rabbit hole. Once you dive in, you're like, I could do this, or I could do that, or I, I there's, um, well, number step two, there's so much potential over here. What if I do this? And what if this aligns? That's it. That's it. So powerful. So once you've kind of identified the big problem that you're even, what I love is uh, I was watching a show one time and they said, we won't solve any problems in here, but we will help the next generation solve them by what we do in here. Yeah. So it's even being a part of the solution in a bigger problem that's going to take generations to solve, but having that alignment that without you, the future people couldn't be where they're going to be at so that you could have them um, work deeper into the problem. I think it was like a math sort of like E equals MC squared sort of stuff. You know, when you see the boards and there's like all those crazinesses on them, that's Absolutely. how life feels like sometimes when it comes to problems. Like, where do I start? Yeah, yeah. Where do you I know, even and, start? And that's it. But but it starts from making one little bubble and then doing your mind map, <laughs> doing your activity. That goes back to our book, right? Like, bubble. right <laughs> back to this book, right? We walk you through those processes. And I think about, as you said that, Missy, it made me think about even our accountability group. If you don't have an accountability group, we really want to encourage you to look into getting one. We're going to be launching our next cycle of accountability groups here in a few months and not even a few months. I think it's what, five, six weeks, Misty. But here's the thing, what we've discovered, these two things that we're talking about, the problem and the potential in our accountability group, we're letting people get in the hot seat and they're sharing their problem with us. And as a result of having 12 other people share input and feedback, they're able to see what the possibilities are in their business. Something they never seen, something they never thought. That is the power of community. That is the power of not only self-accountability, but accountability with others. So think about that. How do you put yourself in a place so you can deal with those problems and really explore the possibilities? Huh, huh, the title millions of possibilities (laughs) there is there really is millions of possibilities and you have to be open to them that's one of the best traits that i believe happens when we put our people on the hot seat in this um accountability group one of the things we said to them is have an open mind have an open mind i believe you shouldn't be married to anything but the spouse you said yes to (laughs) And even with that, you have to be willing to negotiate. You have to be willing to compromise. And your greatest blessings will come out when you open your mind and you're open to other opportunities, other possibilities. That's when real growth will happen for you and for the life that you're trying to create. I love that. I want to walk through, can we have the active step, which was the problem in your made to be fit, which aligns with creation, right? Mm -hmm. Um, You were already positioned when COVID hit to even expand more. So the problem with COVID was there was gym owners who, you know, were going to lose their entire livelihood, but there was people like you who were out there helping and coaching them for what you've already had some success in, which was virtual workouts or the create a workout. And I give it to you as a, a trainer, but I don't have, you, you don't have to come to my house. We don't have to go to a gym, but I can create these amazing workouts that you could do at home or even going to someone's house and helping them create a gym or a workspace in their home. You're already solving problems. Yeah, that's so it. when the bigger problems came, it didn't deter you. You're actually able to help more because people now had 
the big problem that you already had some solutions for. That's it. So it actually created more potential than problems because you were already aligned with your why. It doesn't matter where, when, or how you're going to work out. There's no excuses. You're going to work out if it's in your office, in the hotel room, in your bathroom. There's a place to work out. You're fine. So it's just, um, it's bigger things happen when you're walking in your, your purpose. Yeah. And and that's so true. And it's so interesting how many uh, fitness facilities went under during that time because they had a closed mind online. What say what? And I've been training people online virtually for 10 years or more, (laughs) probably more like 15 years through my app. So having an app and then going onto zoom and then having outdoor as an outlet, there's no reason why people can't continue their efforts. So it was really, you know, and I'm going to say this. I love you all just as a heads up. I love you all there, even though COVID was very taxing, you know, with being at home, I, I wish I could have gotten to more people and help them move just even walking in place in their house and, you know, going outside. I, I explored the outside in, in whole new ways. And it just hurt my heart when I saw the gains that happened because I know it wasn't just a physical, it was mental. COVID oh, yeah. really took us by the storm and people were impacted, but movement is medicine. And I say that all the time, but if we had learned, if we had the skill, if people had the skill and recognize that movement was medicine, we wouldn't have had such the gains or the increases that we saw. So, well, and okay. So the problem, the problem, the, your why is movement is medicine. And even in your corporate trainings, like anything you do, there's, there's a evolve of movement in it. It's, it's who you are. So now you have the problem to solve, right? Is if movement is medicine and not a lot of people are moving, the potential is everyone's home now. And it it brings us to our step of what are the possibilities? Mm -hmm. And the great part was you took some of the things like, okay, what are the possibilities if we all have to wear masks and stay six feet away? Mm -hmm. Oh, I could go outside and only invite a few people, but we'll always stay the six feet. That's right. We'll, We'll leave at different times when we run, we'll do the different walking, we'll even stretch. I mean, we were stretching in full parking lots um, and not coming into contact with um, anybody. And then you even took it a step further. I'll have them fill out a form. Are you feeling okay? Have you had anything? And then if any of the questions don't align, I'll just say, hey, try next week. You don't have to come today. Here's a workout. Here's what you could be doing at home. And then at one point, we even did virtual workouts all at the same time on our phones. That's right. For some of the people that really did not want to be around people. That's right. You're like, great, grab your phone and we'll video and we'll all still walk together. Together. Because it was just, what are the possibilities that we could be doing while staying in the comfort zone of your individual, what you're willing to, to do? Yeah. yeah. So it, it just aligns with the, the problem, potential and possibilities. Because once you get past the what's not working, all you have is opportunity. Yeah, that's it. That's it. And and it starts with having that open mind, having that mindset that I can do anything I can do. I really, and I believe that Missy, I can do anything. There's nothing I can't do. I mean, I mean, realistically, but when you have that mindset that you can do anything, you're going to explore. And I want to challenge you out there, entrepreneurs, emerging leaders, executives to have that mindset, have that abundance mindset, not the lack. Yes, there are some things that we technically can't do because it may be illegal and things of that nature. But when you explore the possibilities, you're going to find more ways than you ever thought possible. But it happens with a positive mindset. 
I always challenge people to think about what you're thinking about. The positive self-talk or you have a negative self-talk. Because if you're having negative, it's time to reframe and retrain your brain to recognize that there's nothing outside of your reach. Nothing outside of your reach. We are here to tell you when you take that why and you explore the possibilities, when you take that why and you look at the potential that exists inside of you, inside of the world, there's nothing you can't have, friends. You have, correct me if I'm wrong, just to share with the audience, you have notebooks of potential programs in almost every walk of life where movement can be added that can lead to million dollar business ideas. That's it. In crazy places that people would never have thought, but you're just solving the why, expanding the why, solving the problem and putting in what the possibility might be if this could happen. Yes, I'm gonna give you one. I'm not gonna give you all of it, but yesterday I was traveling and one of my big visions, I was, exploring it as I was in the airport. I'll just say that I was exploring it while I was in the airport and I was like bringing it to more life, giving it more life, more life and more life. Watering it. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to bring it one day. And mind you, this has been in my dream book probably for 10 years. And we know timing is critical. Timing is everything. But when that stays in your heart and your why is there, it'll happen one day real soon. So there you have it, friends. We are here to tell you that think about your why, really magnify it, determine it, bring it down to small bitty, bitty pieces, but why, but why to really get to the crux of it. Because when you get there, you're going to be emotional. You're going to be in tears. You're going to be ready, fired up to go. You're going to be holding yourself accountable to that thing so you can reach that why, recognizing that there is a problem that needs to be solved, recognizing that there is potential and that there are great possibilities. We believe in you and we hope you do too. So as we say every week, there's something out there waiting for you. There's a million things out there waiting for you. Now go get one. Thank you for listening to the Made to Inspire podcast. We hope you've enjoyed this episode and have picked up some tips, tools, and tactics that will help you move into action. Make sure you follow us on social media. We are made the number two, the letter N, Spire You. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube. We're out there. But best of all, we ask that you leave us a review. Let us know what you thought. Let us know how you're going to use the information that we're sharing week after week to help you take your inspiration into action. We appreciate you and we look forward to seeing you on our next episode.